another reason that could be behind the content that maybe was subconscious to me. A lot of times black women are seen to just have attitudes and be aggressive and hard all the time. And no, we fine. I mean, Wait, you had me up until now. Nah, we fun. Now nah, we be fun though. I mean, we can be fun. Everyone, us, both. Uh, most. That's that's well. That's the majority. Though. That's the most. <laughs> well, me and mine. That's how we are. Y'all goofy. Yeah, yeah, me and my my friend group. That's how we are. I think every black woman probably can be fun. If yeah. under Can the right be? circumstance, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Hey, I grew Can up be? with a tough one. What's up, what's up? This is the Chop by T podcast where we get real, raw, authentic barbershop conversations. I'm your host, T. And to the very far right of me, we got my brother, my dear brother, the honorable, the inconquerable, the handsome, <laughs> Roscoe Gudger. And in the middle, Ooh. man, we got the uh, multifaceted, you know, the comedian, the actor, the all around entertainer, Rashawn. And of course, finally, backed by popular demand in the back, the smooth sounds of Demo, our producer, man. Give him one, too. Give yourself one, Demo. Give myself one. Okay. Ain't no wrong with me. Man, how y'all feeling today? Feeling great, man. Feeling great. Feeling, feeling great. Yeah. Glad to be back in y'all's presence. Glad, glad, glad to be back behind the mic. Yeah, man. We're glad to have you back. Back. I'm acting like you. I'm glad <laughs> to have you back. And uh, we got a special guest on today, like I said, Rashawn, the comedian and everything, uh, the actor, the entertainer, everything. And um, I'm happy to have you here. I first seen you on IG, right? I first seen you on IG. I'm pretty sure we probably ran into each other before then because MTSU. Yeah. But I first seen you on IG. You posted something that related well to me, something we're going to get to later on in the podcast, by the way. But, you know, I just thought like... um, that will be she will be a great addition to our podcast. Uh, just somebody to have on for the episode. Uh, um, you you said something when we spoke though. You said it's called a God wink. Yes. Explain that real quick, because I want people to know something about that. Really. Yeah. Okay. So um, when me and Terio introduced each other formally um, a couple of days ago, I was talking about a God wink. Um, I read about it in a book, y'all. And it was some years ago. I don't even remember what book it was that I was reading. But it was just talking about how sometimes things will happen in your day randomly. It might be a song. It might be a person. It might be an event. And it'll just signal God trying to show you something or confirm something. And um, I, I think that us finally meeting each other was probably a God wink or maybe the post that I made for us to connect was a God wink. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I found that really interesting. And um, it's other ways that people get that through, like, numbers and, and just stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. So, you know, I just found that real interesting. And um, But I do want to say, because something we believe in on Chop by T Podcast nowadays especially is giving people their flowers, right? Yeah. Um, And I want to say this, first and foremost, whatever it is, you got it. You got it. You know what I mean? Just point blank period. Whatever it is, you got it. And, you know, hopefully in the future you can, uh, you know, really cultivate that and just do what I always tell Sco and Demo. Everything is uh, uh, get the business right, get the business together, which I see you doing that. And that's perfect. Slowly. You know, yeah, but surely. (laughs) though. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, whatever it is, you got it. You're doing well. And, man, listen, I commend you for that. I commend I you for it. Go ahead and give us some hand claps, Demo. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the hand claps, by the way. Demo. But you know, this ain't about Sco. It's about me. Ain't that right, Sco? Boy, fuck. <laughs> Respectfully. Because <laughs> it sounded disrespectfully. <laughs> this man is crazy. But anyway, I want to I jump right into it, right? Uh, I want to hear about your early life, you know, everything, where you come from, all of that. Early life? Yeah, tell me everything. Well, not everything, because we ain't got all day, but. Man, listen, um, I really erased all those details, so uh, next question. <laughs> nah, uh, I'm from Memphis. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, I guess, what do you want to know exactly? You from Memphis, the gutter part? Nah, not the gutter part. Okay, well, yeah, I wouldn't consider it the gutter part. I'm from oh. Whitehaven. Whitehaven. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to say it like that. I fuck so with people Whitehaven. can put a little bit more respect on us. Whitehaven. Yeah. Damn near Mississippi, ain't it? Yeah, we next door. We close. I yeah. fuck with Whitehaven. I've met some very interesting women out of Whitehaven, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Whitehaven breeds greatness. And sometimes they're in the form of thugs, but still great people. <laughs> all the same. <laughs> Memphis is just rough, period. Yeah, yeah it's like a, it's a, it's definitely, listen, and I, I love that Memphis people put on so hard for, you know, the city, but it's definitely a dark cloud over Memphis at times. Yeah. 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 And not in a negative way, but it's just so much like, I don't even know how to, how to describe it, you know. For a long time when I would tell people that I was from Memphis because I went to school through high school in Memphis, and then right after I finished high school, I went to school in New Orleans at Xavier University of Louisiana. And specifically, when I was in New Orleans and people found out I was from Memphis, they just got worried and concerned for... That's but what I had been That's through almost. They'd be like, oh, you from Memphis? Wow, for real? <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess so many people have all these preconceived notions of what people from Memphis are supposed to look like and supposed to sound like and uh, act okay. like. So maybe that was what it was. I was say, you from New Orleans? Wow. Because New Orleans rough the and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know y'all ain't being that way now. <laughs> yeah. we, just, we about tit for tat. Right. Well, yeah, no, okay, so you went to Whitehaven and everything. Have you always been, because like I said, you're a comedian, you're an entertainer, you're an actor. What else can I add to that? Ooh, I be dancing sometimes. Dancer? Oh, I forgot dancer. That's that's yes. one of the major ones right there, right? Yep. And okay. I, I've i sung back, background vocals for a couple of people okay. that I You want to hit a little Because I sing too, and hey, I, we ooh, can battle. Here we I don't go. want to battle. I'm just saying. Demo, <laughs> <laughs> you better tell him. I said him. background vocals. <laughs> right. Heavy on the back. He can't sing. Neither. And the ground. Stop. 
<laughs> I won't say he can't sing because I've never heard him sing for real. He, but sure he, he carry a couple notes. With, like, he he ain't, carry notes. He ain't no yeah, Brian yeah, McKnight. He ain't no Brian. I'm at the probate. He's not at the probate. My style is more like. But I think that says a lot. They don't put you in in. The probate now, if you ain't working with some, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, my style. Or maybe they didn't have. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Oh, to go ahead, go ahead, or yeah. maybe they just didn't have anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took it there. Oh, nobody else. I'm not in the middle. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you though. Listen, my style is more so catered towards Sam Cook. You know, I'm not Sam Cook. I'm not saying that because he's a legend. But my style is more so it's unique, but it sounds good though. You know, Sam Cook mixed with Drake. I do my thing. <laughs> what? What? I ain't gonna lie, you had us at Sam Cook. We was reading you. I Drake, 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 Drake. Hold it too far. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You'll get struck by life. Yeah. <laughs> Rashawn, get your get your little girl. Get your little girl. Get away from me. Get away. <laughs> Listen, I ain't running from my talent. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Yeah. Yeah, y'all yeah. can feel the way y'all want to feel because I know I'm great. <laughs> and so, you know what? You should. Yeah, yeah. You should so, know that. So, you got it, brother. <laughs> so, no, dancing. Like, did you, you danced at, because uh, you went to MTSU too, right? Mm-hmm. So, I MT? started dancing maybe when I was like 10. It was later on. Um, But I started dancing around 10. I danced for a friend of mine's sister's. Like volunteer dance group thing, and we would just practice at their house. And y'all, this is so funny that we even talking about this. But we went to a competition. We was like 10, 11 years old, and that was my first time competing in dance. And we went to that competition. We didn't place at all. We were so bad. <laughs> and it was like, it, it really wasn't her. Yeah. It was just like, we had just rounded up a, a bunch of girls that we just knew, and some of us had it, and some of us <laughs> didn't, and it showed, baby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was the first thing. But then when I went to high school, I kept dancing, and I was a majorette for a short period of time, very, very short period of time. And then I was a pom-pom girl for three years, and I danced background. Have y'all heard of the bar case? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like the, well, never mind. Oh. like the. Earth, Wind, and Fire of Memphis, I okay. would say. Yeah, that's why I was thinking like a, a band or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're yeah, an old yeah. school band. I danced background for them for a couple of years. And uh, got to Xavier, and I wasn't doing anything. Got to MT, and then I started dancing again. And I had a couple of classes of my own. Then I became a mom. The end. I got you, I got you. Yeah. You didn't do any dancing like with Impact or nothing like that at MT, did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I danced with Impact for a couple of semesters. Since they don't break it up by year, they break it up by semester. And I did maybe like five or six shows. You know, Skull used to be an entertainer too. Really? <laughs> yeah. What kind? Please no, tell us, Skull. Let's get into it. What kind? You don't, don't want to say Skull? Let's tell her. I want to say. Don't tell her. Skull. Skull was <laughs> captain of the step team for the church. <laughs> All right, that's Wait, a lie. is it a joke? Yeah, I mean, no, it's not a joke. No, it's serious. He was captain of the church step team for the church. I'm I think way, that's awesome. I'm way. It is great, right? Keep I'm telling. Let's see. Way too cool for that shit. Look at this. Hey, you could be cool and do that. No, them niggas you was way. Step for God. Hold on, that man was. <laughs> I was on the crew. I was one of the crew. I was on the praise team in my church. Look at he I was did the crucifix. He out there doing. What's wrong with that? I always thought those people were lame. Hey, that man was so jumping for Jesus is. 
All right. No, it's not jumping for Jesus. They want to be seen. They just stepping and stuff. They couldn't step. It was it was lame. It was those lame. brothers <laughs> was giving they all <laughs> respect this guy, and you was out there too. You was the captain. He was the captain. No. He was the captain. The backstory is my god brother is trying to put me on that step team. He knew I wasn't on that step team. Because okay. I called them lame, which they were lame. We were okay. lame guys on the step team. And now T saying I was on the step team. I wasn't on the step team. That brother was the step team <laughs> captain. I'm going to tell you. And the captain, though. Yeah, and it's all good. It's I all came good. up with the steps. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this, though, Rashawn. I commend you for doing what you do. Have you ever got on any stages or anything up until this point? Um. Yeah, yeah, I've danced on a couple of stages. What about like comedy? Do Are you like, do you consider yourself a comedian or do you just do like, on, like, uh, online like comedy uh i've i've really only been making content online but mm. i have had people come and ask me like am i actually going to start doing comedy shows mm-hmm. listen you know i've had a couple of events myself where i um had comedian singers and dancers and stuff like that on like oh. this and we can facilitate <laughs> that i have i don't had a bunch of events like that i mean demo and skull no we don't you know every year mm-hmm. for my birthday i have like a big thing where we get like poets comedians come uh comic uh Poets, comedians, singers, all of that. We never had dancers though, but we get them out and we just um, we have a good time. So yeah. I think you should start doing that. See, that's the, that's the key right there. I think a lot of people don't understand like with the hustle and everything. I read Kevin Hart book, and if you know his story from the start, he kind of like started out with humble beginnings. He got like little deals and everything, but when he really like grew his name was just getting out, hustling, hitting the streets, city to city, facilitating his own events, doing all those types of things, and. I don't see why anybody else can't do it. Yeah. You know. But um I, I do want to ask you this though, as far as like um content creators. If you because uh, you are a content creator pretty much, that's what you do, right? Um what would you what advice would you give to a person that's out here trying to like uh develop their style and their craft out here? Because I see your shit and like I said, I enjoy it. Like, you know, I uh, seen the one about the um uh, the uh, the mix mixed race that uh, fooled the hell out of me first of all because I thought I was like damn she Cuban and, and black damn that shit lit damn I didn't even know but it was would. it was actually a lot of people that was messaging me outside of the mm. comment section like hey you mix for real <laughs> boy if you don't read that whole caption and get out my face niggas <laughs> but um I guess what I would tell somebody first of all I ain't even I don't know I feel like. I feel like I haven't really done much. Um, But if I were to just give somebody a word, um, be consistent. Um, If it feels good to you, do it. Um, Because a lot of people, I think, care too much about what other folks think and what other people are going to feel like. And sometimes it's just you and what you feel like. What you thinking? It's been a couple of videos that I've uploaded where I looked a hot mess, y'all. I don't know how far you've gone. Yeah, no, no, I was in there into that. (laughs) But it be like I know this look a hot mess, but it's also really funny to me. So I'm finna post it anyway. It's relatable. It went crazy, and it went crazy. It's relatable too because we don't all look great like me every day. (laughs) You understand? Let's go. No, I don't. I, just, I don't understand. I didn't expect you to say I was that. Like, so. Yeah, way. I didn't expect you to say that. So you aggressive, went Skull. Right over her to me. So we are friends. I'm going to go to I you first, understand. brother. Like, so how was it when you went viral? Like, was it crazy? It was crazy. Can we y'all. talk about that for real? Like, how did that come about? Okay, so I think I had like just put my baby to sleep, y'all. 
and I was already like randomly making videos. Um, but it was never with the intent for me to go viral. I just be posting stuff because, like I said, that's what I like to do, and I think it's funny. So, but um, I think I had just put her to bed, and that little dance what was the dance that went viral? Uh, goodness, I can't even think of it, y'all. Was it the little thing where they was like doing that? I don't know. Oh, dang. I can't even think of the song either. But I was up practicing the dance because I wanted to look cute. I wanted to do it and look cute. But for whatever reason, I kept recording myself and I looked real dumb. And I was like, this is not really hitting. <laughs> so if I'm just going to look stupid, even when I'm trying to look cute, I might well just do it stupid. Yeah, yeah. So I just made the video being wild and, and goofy, crazy yeah. and goofy. And I was like, well, here. That's, that's what just people gonna like, though. Do. Yeah, that's what people and like. And after a couple of days, it hit a couple thousand views. And then after a week, it was at like 50,000. And then a week and a half after I posted it, I got a DM from the shade room. And they were like, um, hey, do you mind if we share your your video? And they sent me which one they wanted to uh, share. Right. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's cool. And Did it got like, mm-hmm. okay. and it got like a million and something views on uh. the shade room, and um, consequently, people from from that that saw me on the shade room just started following me, and within like a day or two of it being on their page, I had gained like ten thousand followers, and I was like, this is wild, yeah. weird, wasn't it? It was because I was like, <laughs> y'all really dumb like me. If you like this, y'all dumb like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I welcome all the dumb people. <laughs> Come on, let's let's do this together. Um, but I just tried to keep it going since people were there. People were there to see me and rocked with what I had to offer. I'm like, all right, so I should just start doing it more. What's it just, what is this Corvette Corvette challenge? Corvette, Corvette, I was just scrolling, looking through the views. That one was the one that got right. like seventy six thousand views or seventy six thousand like, likes. Yeah, then, yeah, yep. yeah. And the views like is going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's still insane. It's still insane to me. Like, Can't believe it. Yeah, I bet your DMs went crazy, didn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> niggas. Is, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you now. Trying to pay for everything. Ontario DMs. Already crazy. Yeah, Already like, crazy. Yeah, he be having sugar daddies and everything and that shit. It be Dang a lot of and he really on. don't be like curving them, but you know, he ain't accepting this shit neither, but he you know, he ain't he shutting really shit curve, down. Right. I Who is curve a sugar daddy? <laughs> All sugar daddies. Mm-hmm. I ain't running from it. Like why would you not? Exactly. <laughs> Why wouldn't I let this nigga throw me some money? I accept all sugar daddy. Especially you offering. I didn't hey, ask. So. Listen. I'm so glad I got my own. Still get money with the team. I had a fat fat white woman hit me up the other day. You sure did. <laughs> like, look at this. Look at you, girl. She hit you up on the DMs? Yeah, she hit yeah, me up the DMs. Like, she commented on the page, too, dude. Yeah, she did. She oh, wow. Shout out to her. She know what I'm she DM her a little later, you know. Yeah, people be acting in Terry DMs. They be acting, so I know they went crazy in yours. Yeah, and I, I ain't even famous. <laughs> I ain't made the shade room or nothing. So, oh yeah, they went crazy in you. They was trying to pay for everything. They was trying to do all no, that. Fly I ain't y'all. had that though. I ain't had nobody trying to pay for. Really? Anything. I mean, not pay for you, but pay for everything else. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But listen, mm-hmm. if you're watching this right now, we're gonna need you to hear Rashawn Dean <laughs> and pay pay some some stuff. You know, yeah. Period. What made you so? All right, you you was kind of thrown into this entertainer thing. Then I thought this was something that you consciously wanted to do, right? I I have always wanted to entertain, but mm. specifically doing comedy mm. wasn't really like it wasn't what I was going for. Um, my friends and my family have always seen this side of me and they mm. always knew I was dumb. So they haven't really been surprised by any of this. But I I don't know. I just I never planned on it being like a yeah, I'm going to be a comedian out here. Hit you. Um, I've I've acted in plays. I've done um, a couple of small films and the dancing and the, the singing and stuff. So I've always considered myself to be an entertainer, but just not a comedian. Yeah. yeah. I so, guess that's cool too, though. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the one you're leaning on, comedian, huh? Out of the three. I mean, I know you want to be all of that, but that's the one you're more so leaning on, the comedian. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. say that. Yeah. I, I'll go ahead and, and claim that yeah. because essentially, if I could have anything my way, I would be the star of my own sitcom. That would be the thing. That's the goal. Yeah. And I mean, that's how most people that have them sitcoms like that start out. They start out as like, you know, comedians or whatever like and then they move on and, and get their own sitcom that's the process but i will tell you you got a bright future ahead of you like i, I told appreciate you that yeah, I, real, just, I just want to keep on putting putting it into you because everybody you see a spark in certain people and a lot of the times they'll allow life to take that spark away from them i just don't want you to do that because it's so be. easy to do yeah because life is complicated as it is and then you've got your job you've got your relationships and then when you add children in it gets complicated, and it's hard to keep identifying as yourself after you have all these other pieces coming at you and that you're trying to put together. So, Caught in the matrix, like we always say. So easily. Yeah. I had so a conversation easy. with my uh, coworker yesterday, actually, about this, because she's like an aspiring artist. So on the side, she does music. And we were talking about the concept of being bought, because the way we got on the topic was we was talking about Taylor Swift buying her masters back, and she's yeah. about to re-release her old music. But I was kind of confused because she didn't own the rights to her own music. Anyway, we were talking about passion projects and different things like that. And it kind of being like, hey, I can be bought. That's what my coworker was saying, the one that's an artist. But I'm like, if you want to do your own music, I kind of felt like she was contradicting herself because, you know, if you're if you sign a record deal, then that means that you have to, you know, structure your content the way they want you to structure your content. Yeah. So I guess my question is like. How do you how do you feel about that? Like with that, is that something that would change you? Like if you were approached by somebody, if you didn't have that creative control to do what you wanted to do? Um, I I know that signing off on paperwork, no matter what you're doing, is going to come with a little bit of consequence. And you're going to have to lift a little bit heavier in some ways and let some stuff go. So I. If I were given the opportunity, I would just try to make sure that I'm reading all the fine print because I feel like that's where most people kind of get lost and end up regretting the decision that they didn't read it in in detail and give it some thought and really see whether or not long term this would be the best decision for me. Even if it's not long term, like in the next one or two years, would I be better off doing this or doing my own stuff, um, especially if you evaluate how much progress you're making as it is. Um, and if you're making enough progress on your own, uh, excuse me, but damn them people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's okay. So 
is that what is your goal in this? Do you want to be a part of a system, or would you rather come in as an independent? Um. Uh, whatever's best for you. Whatever, yeah. The whatever check looking is like, huh? Best. Whatever is best. Um. Yeah. I think in, in many ways. You know, uh, being a part of a system a lot of the time, even with the example you gave, Demo, with uh, Taylor Swift, these people, this is what they do for a living. So they can cultivate, like, you and your brand and everything, especially if they give you free range to be creative and everything. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, it's just, uh, especially with black people, it's this sense of freedom that we that we have with independency. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to always myself lean more so towards independency. But even with the podcast, I tell them all the time, if we were to get a deal and the deal looks good and it can further, like, our exposure and everything else and let us rub elbows with people under maybe that same umbrella who is mm-hmm. popular as well, like, why not do it for a couple of years or whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. It's like a double-edged sword. And a lot of times um, those contracts take off more work that you would have been doing on your own Absolutely. as an independent artist or entrepreneur. So that's something that you can take into consideration as well. Like I'm not making my own flyers. I'm not doing my own PR. I'm not you know, uh-huh. posting consistently every two hours on whatever, you know, platforms because I got people that are doing that for me. So. Yeah, and those are the things just, that we talk about. It's just kind of like, yeah, if we, quit our jobs, all our collective jobs, whatever they are, and got out of the matrix like Sko was saying, and we pushed 100% behind this project, it could be something that pops. Absolutely. But again, because life gets you caught up in the matrix, to keep going back to that example, it's hard. So I guess that was the other question I had. If you felt like it was, if you felt like it was something that you could really take to the top, would you be willing to quit your job and sacrifice all that stuff to get 100% behind this comedian journey or entertainer Y'all, journey? Y'all, I am not a risk taker yeah. in life. I'm mm. not a risk taker. Yeah. So you even asking me that just gave me severe anxiety. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to. I don't, <laughs> triggering. Look at you. I'm, you ain't shit. I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, I actually had an opportunity to leave Tennessee. It was before I was a mom. And I had gotten out of college, and I think um, I was, like, in between. I was in between apartments. My lease had ended at one place, and I didn't find another yet. So one of my coworkers let me bum it out on her couch. Shout out to her. <laughs> uh, but she let me bum on her, on her couch for, like, a month or so until I figured out what I wanted to do. But in that time, um, I had started acting in theater. And um, a lot of people were telling me, like, this is the time. You don't have you don't have any kids. You don't have a mortgage or a rent that you're paying or anything. You can get up and go right now anywhere you want to go. And uh, my best one of my best friends um, was living in New York. So it only made sense for me to just kind of start there. I already have somebody there who knows the city, um, who's good at networking, who's really smart, that would be able to kind of, you know, help me rub elbows with people. And, y'all, that fear is so real. Yeah, yeah. I I just didn't – I didn't think I could do it. And I don't, I don't know. It was like that was the perfect time for me to take a risk right then in that month, and I did not. You regret it? Um, I wonder mm. what I could have accomplished. I wonder what I would have would have been able to do or make happen. But I can't regret it because I love being a mom. Yeah. 
That'll that's be the fun. only that's the only thing. Had I not become a mother, I would definitely regret not going. And even now, you know, you would have never went viral. You would have never had this yeah. thing. So yeah, because I was really, only I was know? I only did it because I had just put her to sleep. I still had energy. Yeah. So who knows what what would be, you know? Isn't that like a crazy concept nowadays that all we need to do is go viral? If we go viral, we can instantly start to monetize our following. We can start doing stuff like that. Ain't that a crazy concept? It's such like a, a cheat code mm-hmm. <laughs> for us as millennials. You know what I mean? And I was talking to um, another comedian, and uh, we were trying to work some stuff out together. And he asked me, like, so what did you do to go viral? Because I've been trying to go viral for, like, <laughs> forever. Yeah. He's been yeah. making content just about every day for as long as I have followed him and i was like honestly man i'm i don't know (laughs) i don't know what i did i do with being just being dumb Mm -hmm. and it caught it caught the right hooks well i do so okay so you sing you dance you act you know everything multifaceted like i said in in the beginning um so what a lot of people don't understand with this is that Especially seeing you make videos, there's a lot that goes into this, right? Mm-hmm. Into making the video, and we don't get to see that part, that process of it. Mm-hmm. Can you break that down for us, like what it takes, the thought process, like because you don't do skits or anything like that. I know that you mainly do like a lot of voiceovers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of voiceovers. Every now and then, I'll have my own little fifteen thirty second video that um, I have my own ideas for, so I'll post those as well. But I haven't been doing any skits. Yeah. Um, I might get into it. I don't know. Yeah. I might yeah. get into it. But um, as far as the process is concerned, I really just. I, okay. So as far as Instagram is concerned, um, I, I do a lot of reels. And those reels a lot of times have audio that's already being saved in the app from other people using it or creating that audio. So um, usually if I hear some audio that I like, I'll just hold on to it so I can make my own ideas with that audio. Um, Yeah, but I don't really have a process. I I mean, that's it. That's it. I just, what I like, I like. Yeah. And then I go forward with it. So you are truly uh, a creator at heart. I think so. Yeah, no, I, I can see it because even with you just mentioned it now, like not wanting to take the risk, it don't seem like you one of these these people who us is like millennials try to be. You see everybody saying like, oh, I'm in business. I got a business. Everybody got a business. Everybody got this. Yeah. You're not yeah. one of those people. You're a true, a true creator at heart. And I want to just say I can respect that. And the reason why is because you don't pretend like you're this business savvy, business savvy person who knows X, Y, and Z. I see that so often a lot of the times. And we've mm-hmm. talked about it on the podcast. Like, me, you know, I don't mean to toot my own horns, go. But I'm about to toot this motherfucker. <laughs> All right, you go. Yeah, when right. it, hey, listen. When it's time to get him his flowers. Time to give me my flowers. Hey, I'm right going to him. But I know business. handsome shit is out the door. Yeah, you know. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> that off camera. You, you know how we do, Scott. We'll talk about that off camera. You can tell me I'm handsome later. But. As far as like just the the business savvy, I always consider myself to be a businessman from day one. And when I say day one, I mean the moment that I realized I understood the concept of business, right? So I go into this and I approach these things. I get, uh, and the way I do it is I plan ahead. I I 
look at the environment and the landscape of what's going on right now, and I see how to navigate through that properly. I see what other people are doing. I try my best to reinvent and make that happen. Now, I'm glad that you're not on here trying to act like you one of those people. You're just a pure creator at heart. And I enjoy that because I'm what they call an enhancer, and I know a lot of people out here who are enhancers as well. I won't sit here and act like I'm a creator, you know. I guess I am in a sense, but you are an artist, and I can appreciate and people I'm sensitive like you. about no, I'm just no, nah, this ain't. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> but listen, you are an artist, and and I can appreciate you being an artist, and I can appreciate you being open and transparent. And I am an artist. All this other stuff, me trying to act like I got this and I got that, because the reality is behind every great artist that we see is an even greater business person. So I just want everybody to take that into consideration and watch this. Like, if you're an artist, you don't have to. Everybody not Jay-Z. Nope. You know? So I respect the fact that you you, uh, uh, say that, you know, that you're an artist and everything like that. Rashawn, have you been able to monetize off going viral yet? I have. Not to the degree that I would like to monetize. I always like to take it behind the scenes. I'm like, how does that look? Because I saw... Go check in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to tap your pockets for a second. <laughs> I see this guy who does a lot of... I watch a lot of Wave videos. And um, I think I sent that video to y'all. It's a guy named DeVille Perry. He's on there. And he talks about how you got to get to a certain amount of watches or followers before you can uh, mm-hmm. monetize or whatever per thousand watches. So how's that process like? Because you, you're you in the door now. Like You have the views. You have the mm-hmm. followers. So what's that process like, you know? Listen, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I've heard something similar, but I'm not even sure how I would e- even get in the door with with it. I don't know. But the opportunities that I have had to monetize, it was really just because companies um, or people that already had their businesses going reached out to me and were like, "Hey, would you mind doing this or that for me?" Got you out, shout them out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, yeah. And then we would just go from there. That's definitely a part of it. Absolutely, 100%. See, monetization goes in in different levels as well, you know. That's why I was talking to you off camera about things like merch and stuff like that. So, is merch is, you know, shots for shots. Well, not shots for shots, but posting people and stuff like that. Is that Mm -hmm. part of it? It's the, uh, what is it, CPM demo where you get so many per thousand views and, and ads to run on your shit. It's so many levels to it and you know, I think that the moment that you get somebody that's, that that can give you that and and all of that, you you'll be out of here because you already got it. You already got it. You went viral. You already got the proof of concept. You out of here. So, and it may I know a good bit of it is just me actually taking the time to do the research and connect with the appropriate people because I have a couple of friends who are influencers, and they're always like, "Well, let me know if you need anything. Let me know if you need to." If you have any questions about this or that, and like the resources are there, yeah, it's just a matter of you me utilizing them, yeah. you know, yeah. hell yeah, taking the time to really figure it all out. I, I don't know. I guess I just be feeling like I'm in go mode all the time. But yeah, mom too. Yeah, I was just about to say that you're a mom. mom. Yeah, that yeah. is crazy. So a lot of times when I get home from work, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And then the videos come at like 11 p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m. if I'm still up. But, yeah. Here's the kicker, though. You don't consider yourself to be an influencer? What I be influencing? 
I be influencing. I mean, what is an influencer though? Like, I don't know, bro. Somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nigga I thought, with a lot of followers. All right. I thought that's what an influencer was. Somebody with ten thousand plus followers. Because mm-hmm. those are the people, like you said, that get approached. Like you have to have a certain threshold of followers before anybody with a product approaches you. Uh-huh. Like they're not gonna approach me. I only got two thousand followers. But somebody like you, like you said, you went viral. Then they see that you got the following and the proof of concept, like T said. Uh-huh. Of course, they're going to approach you before they approach me. So, aren't you an influencer? Yeah. Got here influencing. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you might have influenced me. I ain't going to lie. Now I'm thinking about it. I, y'all influenced me to influence myself. Start making TikToks dancing. I'm going to make TikToks dancing. Uh, I can go viral. Dang. That's a... I don't know. I guess in my head, influencers were always people that were like dressed up all the time and like shift culture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And I just be doing stupid stuff. But I think, I think at the same time, you are one of those people. You you, listen, you influence other people to be stupid. Well, absolutely. Maybe. But you influence other people also to maybe make TikTok. So maybe get they, get they. You know, they think right. Yeah. right. You could be. You got so many. You got how many followers now? Like, I don't know. 21 point something. Yeah. So you got 21 point something K followers right now at this moment. Listen, it's a lot of people that you can't touch and that don't see you and that don't know. Listen, you probably can influencing them to do all types of shit. You don't even know, you know. Um, and, and that's something even I want to talk to you about. It's something we talked about over the phone is uh, trolls and everything like that. Man, them trolls. <laughs> <laughs> something that came with this, this you know, this viral moment is is trolls. Like, I, I see it. I see other people deal with it. I see people come in on, on other people's page and everything like that. But you dealing with it personally. How did that affect you? It don't. It don't. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because you out of here. You kicking the ass the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, I kick people out. Yeah. Like, I do not care. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, be trolling like, them back. I will be. Coming back. Like, I'll be talking about running trains on their mamas and stuff. I'll be, oh I'll be, I'll be, I say, <laughs> I was just going to say, it's crazy. It's called, look, look, tell me. Me and Skull soulmates. Oh, my goodness. Hey, we Skull. Yes, bro. <laughs> we was thinking the same thing. We was thinking the same thing. That's, That's what crazy. you're saying. Yeah. Hey, listen. All I gotta do is sit on the side of this other side of this phone and type. Oh, I can do that. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I think because uh, I, 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 like I said, I got real bad anxiety mm. <laughs> about the smallest things, and I just I like my peace, and I, I like to be in a good mood. I like to be happy, and when people come into my space or my my little circle. And they feel like they're going to intrude upon my peace and my happiness and my joy. No. Yeah. You're just going to get blocked. I'll come I'm on there and troll them for you. How about that? I swear to God, cool. I'm going to be on her shit now. <laughs> Child by teeth going to be on her shit. Like, boy, fuck your mama. I'm about <laughs> don't don't block them. Just let us come on, sweep them up. Like boy, fuck your mom. Hey, you seen when we first started getting that little spam? Where they was like promote on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came on that hoe like no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it. You remember my coming? I was like, look at you. <laughs> Wait, no, no, they ruthless, right? <laughs> is ruthless. I do only remember one time where I actually like went back and forth and back and forth with somebody for like ten minutes, fifteen messages, and we got towards the end. And of the conversation, and he was like, "You got too much time on your hands to still be talking to me right now." Yeah. And he I'm probably like, ain't "Work chilling, and messing with you. You, you came, on, came my page. on my page. Yeah, like, that's, that's crazy. People psycho, about? man. Yeah. Like you really weird right now." 
<laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just be blocking. Mm. I don't even give it no time. I just block. And the reality is, you know what they really want? They just want your attention. <laughs> That's it. Uh, they just want you to acknowledge them. You're a, a beautiful young black queen, uh. and they see that, and they come on and they say, "Oh, let me see if I can get a reaction mm-hmm. out of her." And the moment you get him that. Every they now won. and then, I won't block them. Every now and then, if the comment is just like, oh, you just a, a little goofy. You yeah. a little goofy. I'll just be like, aw, A-W. Or I'll just send a smiley face and leave it there. And then if they feel like they need to say some more, I block them after that. But it's your engagement is up, too, though. It does it when do. you respond yeah. back to them and yeah. stuff. and get them, cat- get them. I'll be talking crazy. I'll be talking my ass out today. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. And, um... Even with that, a lot of these people don't understand, and uh, with the with the troll and everything, that's a form of like cyberbullying, though. Yeah, the reality. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people can't take it. Like, it yeah. really bothers some people. Yeah. And that's not somebody I, called my forehead big last night. I had listen. to block that. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Did he said it. For real? He was like, uh, "Your forehead big as hell." With your <laughs> he should have roasted his ass. He was like, "That don't like." Boom! I said. You a lie, fool. It don't even look that big on here. If it's a dude, you got to get their mama. That'll yeah. kill him every time. Talk you got to go mama. to the mama. Then he was like, well, since you responded, I know I was right. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. You got that attention. Oh, man. Get out of here. It was, um, it was funny, though, when the, the shade room had posted the uh, Corvette Corvette thing. My friends was in the shade room comments like, Going we got crazy. time today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them, man. Shout out to my friends. I love y'all. Because they was not playing about me. (laughs) Like, I was scrolling through. Because a lot of people was like, ha-ha, yeah, yeah, funny. And then some people was like, she trying too hard. She extra. And the squad was in there. I was in there. Oh, she extra. So what about you? You found the time to comment. How we going to (laughs) be? I thought that was dope, though. I love my friends. But yeah, like, uh, and even with that, like I said, cyberbullying and that that like has an effect. So when you decided to, or oh, uh, when you did go viral and you started getting all these followers, how did that affect? Like you said, you already said you have anxiety, and I want to talk about that a little bit more as well. But like when you did start to go, how did that affect you, like mentally, when you, when these people like started, you know, coming on your shit and doing all the extra shit? Um, I I felt like I was fine, but I think it. The only thing that made me anxious was, like, trying to make sure that I was keeping up with all of the comments Mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to make sure that I was engaging with people who were leaving me positivity, you know. And I wanted to make sure that the people that were supporting me knew that I was grateful, you know, for them even, you know, being around um, and liking my content. So, and this to this day. So usually I just be anxious with um, keeping up with everything and making sure that I'm engaging consistently. Uh, yeah. How do you think you'll handle it? Because, I mean, it's only a matter of time. If yeah, I'm keep, about to give up on that, though. Give up on? Um, Like, liking. Because right now oh, I pretty much like people, so. every any comment gotcha. that anybody leaves me, I usually like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's something that's really funny, I go ahead and respond to people. And it's not unlikely that I will respond to like fifty different people under yeah. one post. Yeah. Um, it's too time consuming. It's time consuming. I, I be you. up at night like, 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up in four hours. Just make a post for all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm probably slow down on it because it's not realistic to feel like I can keep up with that as the followers keep. And that's actually what I was about to get into. You're gonna keep growing. You're gonna keep building up. You know, it's just only a matter of time before you, you know, you blow up, right? Or before you get to the place where you want to be, right? Yeah, hopefully. Manifest. No, no, manifestation now. Yeah. Right. It's only a matter of time before you blow up and you get to the place to where you want to be. My game. Yeah, yeah. So when you get to that point, how in the moments you got to understand, you got anxiety. We already established that. How will you deal with that stuff in the moments? Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about when I'm blowing up and I got, instead of a couple hundred people come in, now I got a couple thousand people come in? Um, And then somebody told me, too, like, you can't block everybody. Can't. It's like 500 million people yes, on the platform. Yes. So, I mean, it's just going to get to a point where maybe I'm not looking at the comments anymore. Um, But even the ones that I see, they don't. They don't make my day. They don't make my day any worse. They're just annoying to see, so I block them. So they can't do it anymore. But um, I don't know. I guess just making sure that outside of social media, everything that I can control is balanced and is healthy for me. And I usually do that through spending time with my baby and my family and my friends and listening to a lot of different types of music and having alone time when I can. But um, I think I find a lot of ways to just keep myself balanced outside of creating content. So I don't think it'll be too big of a deal. I don't think so. But So what we'll are the see. next steps? Uh, next steps are for sure figuring out this uh, monetization thing and um, collaborating with some of my other friends that um, make Make regular money from Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, because one of my friends, she's a mother of four. And she has a full-time job. She has a couple of degrees. And she does this. So I'm like, yeah, I need another T. Yeah. yeah. You're doing something. That's and key. you're doing something very, very right. So mm-hmm. I, need a, I need a one-on-one class yeah. to know what it is that I'm missing. Um, and then I know another girl who's... Um, She's she's been doing stuff for hair for a little while. And she just became a mom, and she still's got her business going too. So she's been really really consistent with hers. And they don't have well, I think the one that does hair we have like about the same following. But the one with the family, we don't. I don't. I think she might have maybe like four or five thousand yeah. followers, and she still makes really good money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. So I guess to a degree, the the following ain't really what make or break your business. It's about how you conduct it and what you know. Even even us, and uh, that's something that me and Sco can tell you off camera. We've been because I got about about five thousand followers, I think, or something like that. Even us, that's something me and Sco kind of like took into consideration in the beginning, and we developed a blueprint in regards to how we would monetize my following or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that's been, for the most part, pretty effective for us. We, we've we done okay, you know, but that's the key right there. I think you head in the right direction. Get around somebody who already in it of it and doing it mm-hmm. and learn from them, you know, because people at, at the core of every person, it's two things. They want to be creators, and they also want to teach. Yeah. They're going to want to teach you and tell you about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I, I kind of appreciate, um, I'm not even sure where, like, hating 
comes from as a mindset, like why people are jealous and hateful and feel like, oh, just because my friend doing this, then you can't be happy for them or you can't celebrate them or whatever like that. But I'm glad that I don't have that type of spirit because, like you said, um, I can see these people that are tangible to me and I can we're willing to help each other out. It ain't no ego or anything like that. So um, I think it's, a. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a good space, even though I don't have it all figured out. It'll be all right. And one day you're going to, hey, listen, you're going to have to step up. You're going to have to be a boss one day. What's going to happen then? You got to be like, hey, bitch. Oh. You know, you ain't going to be able to do that. <laughs> I got you. I got no. you. No. <laughs> hey, listen, when I say I like my hair this way, I like it this way. No, no. It's <laughs> never going to be you. That's not. No. That's probably gonna oh be me. Oh my god! That's gonna be me. I said a shoe size ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know my size. No, no, y'all. Yeah. No. All right. Listen. Um. So your content, right? Yeah. Your content is is like it's real lighthearted and, and funny and goofy and everything like that. But mm-hmm. we know that there are elements to your life that aren't like the same way. Right. Yeah. So what? Is I want to ask you a question. Is that the way you uh, structure your content? Is that like that because of the things that may go on in your life that frustrate you, or is it? How, how, what's the motivation behind creating your content the way you create it? Um, the motivation behind creating the content the way that I create it because you know some rappers, right? They'd be like, I make I make happy music because I want to make people happy and my life isn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. Is that the same thing for you? I guess you could say that. Um, but I really, I do it because that's what makes me feel good. I was about to like, say, it's, just, it's, it's like your happy place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. just how when people are creating music or drawing or painting, it it's just something that I enjoy. That's fun to me. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I enjoy being like. Because it's enough heavy stuff going on, (laughs) you know, in the world and behind the scenes. So when I have a chance to keep it light, I'm going to take it. Okay. For sure. And I I think, you know, I think that's the key because we need that balance. You know, we got enough of these uh, sisters, soul sisters out here, you know, on the front front line. And we need the other side of it, too. You know, the people that are just purely entertaining and just giving people a good time. Because I, I myself, for a while, especially when things start to go on, I get into these modes where, I, you know, it's the algorithm. So if you type, if you're always looking for the negative stuff, you'll get the yep. negative stuff. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I got. That's true. I, I had to, like. Remove all of that from me and just start like searching like shit like puppies and happy you know stuff like that puppies yeah what you, say, you don't like puppies puppies you look at puppies bro I love puppies who don't like puppies oh you the problem I didn't here. know that about him obviously I, no. you the problem here brother <laughs> I wasn't making a problematic situation are you a cat man I didn't know nah I hate he cats. a cat man oh <laughs> I hate cats thank He's you Richard that brother is a cat I just man. didn't know he liked puppies I didn't know <laughs> hit that the, hit the sound you be hitting you know, y'all know what I'm watching. <laughs> As you or Oscar, you're a cat man. Right. You see that note right there? Yeah, don't all hate right. on it. Yeah. yeah, I know you watch puppies, bro. That's all. I just hey, listen. Sometimes I might search puppies, brother. That's all. You know, sometimes I might look at you know little nice little cuddly puppies. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And you know, now you got me thinking about it too. Um, another reason that could be behind the content that I, maybe was subconscious to me. A lot of times, black women 
are seen to just have attitudes and be aggressive and hard all the time. And no, we fun. I mean, (laughs) you had me up until now. We fun. Nah, we be fun though. I mean, we can be fun. Everyone, most, both. Uh, most that's the well that's the majority now. I say most. <laughs> well, me and mine, that's how we are. Yeah, goofy. Yeah, me and my my friend group, that's how we are. I think every black woman probably can be fun if the, under the right be. circumstance. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Hey, I grew can up be. with a tough one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up with a tough one when shit fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of the time. Most of the time When nothing fun I feel it But you know And I've seen some too But y'all got every right to be We say this all the time Y'all dealing with everything we deal with Plus y'all dealing with our mm-hmm. bullshit Y'all dealing with us yeah. That is a fact <laughs> Can you turn me up? I got a tweet You lucky you ain't got no son <laughs> <laughs> Yeah That's true I got a tweet that I you, you just made me think about something Talking about black women being kind of seen as you know, aggressive and stuff. You made me think about Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. I just wanted—I had a tweet that I wanted to share from y'all. Somebody said Tiffany Haddish is exactly what white supremacists want to see. She would have been the most famous slave on the plantation, and uh, it Damn. made me think. Yeah, it made me think about yeah uh, a conversation that people were talking about in regards to the success that Tiffany Haddish had. It's because you know she's that people see as like a coonish or she's that girl back in school, the black girl that was just really, really goofy, mm-hmm. really, really loud. And mm-hmm. that's the only thing that black white people see black women as it's uh-huh. either really, really aggressive or really, really goofy. So that just made me think about that. It's like, how do you cut through that perception or do you frame your content to kind of cut through that perception? Sometimes I think I do that um, by how I engage with people. And also, um, sometimes I do it in the captions as well. But, um, man, that's that's a tough one. It's wild. They said that. That's wild that they said that. I didn't know that people looked at her that way, but now that you say it. I can, I can, I can see. And the black people say that, right? But, but, but I don't agree with made that, that though. tweet. Though. And this yeah. was, a, this yeah. was yeah. I, I hate to put though. his name out there. Put him out I'm, there because I'm like, I don't like to put, you know. But his, his Doctor Boyce Watkins. He looked like a black man. The Boyce Watkins. Oh come on, that's my guy. You know, you this know, the guy, yes, Doctor the Boyce Watkins. That's one of the people. Well, I Boy, just Boyce, Boyce Watkins. I don't know if that's the same yeah. thing. But. It's probably if it's the same person, a light skinned brother. Yeah. Yeah. All head. Yeah. Dr. Du Bois Watkins, if, if oh, it may man. be the same. Just like B-O-Y-C-E sure. and then Watkins. Okay, it's just Boyce. Maybe yeah, that's different because I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of Du Bois. Like, we all know a Tiffany Haddish in our family. But regardless right, of that. Right, right. <laughs> and, and I, think that, I think that was the conversation, the main point, before yeah. you make your point to you. Mm-hmm. That was like, we all know a yeah. Tiffany. That was the point, was we all know a Tiffany Haddish, but that's the reason why she became famous. Yeah. That's the reason why they Or why they gravitate towards her. Exactly, why she's been mainstream famous, because that's the only way they see black women as but that's not no, that's not a fault of hers right it's their own stereotypes right. that you know and the, the reality is is that we do have people like that and we aren't all monolithic right. some of us are uptight exactly. some of us are goofy like that in that way but the thing is why well, i can commend tiffany haddish is that she became famous by being herself, being herself. Mm-hmm. that's not an act that's how she is mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No matter the show, yeah. no matter the movie, no matter the interview, 
Tiffany gonna be Tiffany. Yeah, it's crazy he said that. That is. I, I don't like a that. A black man though. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get his point. I get his point. I mean, you know, he a brother too. I thought he was white. I was gonna attack him. If he was white. I was on his ass. But, but <laughs> you know, ain't no white man finna say that on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, like, not no famous white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was, but since he a brother, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I can step into that. I can, I can see that. You know what, what he mean. But at the same time, it's like, come on, bro. I don't think that's coonish. Yeah, I mean, coon, coonish is is reinforce is reinforcing negative stereotypes. Right, that's a part of being the cone, reinforcing negative stereotypes. But the reality is, it is, bro. Is some of them stereotypes that they place on us are somewhat true. We do enjoy chicken. Not to say that they don't. Mm-hmm. We do like watermelon. Some of us, mm-hmm. like some of that, we are loud and we are passionate and we are expressive. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, though. That's just who we are as a people. And I think because of that, right, we got moments where we were able to to get through slavery. Get through redlining, right. get through years of oppression. Mm-hmm. Because of who we are and what we are, we were able to do that in those moments. So get like us, nigga. I guess I just imagine him saying it in a negative tone. That's of course that's what he did. Yeah, because yeah. Coon is never. I never yeah. worked to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't call me no coon. Don't call me no coon at all. But again, like I said, going into these in this space, right? That's because that's things that you're gonna have to deal with because you're gonna blow, right? But also, um, I think for me, in all honesty, I code switch a lot, y'all. Me too. I code switch often. <laughs> and I'm I don't feel like that's something that Tiffany had is just really into because she's just always herself. Her, and I yeah. mean, I'm myself as well. Um, but I don't know, it's just like a there's a time and a place for everything type of thing, you know what I mean? And when I'm at work and when I'm speaking about business or whatever it may be, you're not going to have the same person that you see in the video with my her undone and I'm acting goofy. You, yeah. It's not going to be the same. But what about, all right, I'll put it like this. What about, because we manifesting right now, right? What about that moment when you, when you blow? Blow for being you. Blow for being that person on social media who you really are. Yeah. And those people give you all the praise for being that person who you really are. And at that moment, you've gained so much prestige and love from the public. You don't have to code switch or pretend to be nobody else. You can walk right into these. I just do it so naturally. Uh, It it don't even be like a oh I'm around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It just be happening. And Mm -hmm. then when I when I have a a little window for me to, you know, just then I will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Hey, look, I think that uh, um, code switching is a coping mechanism for us. Yeah, Yeah. that's the reality of it. Like you know, yeah, we we it's it's survival. We can't be mm-hmm. ourselves, unfortunately. I wish we could, but we can't be who we true. You can't be who you gonna be with your friends right. at a at an interview. It's just yeah. not happening. Yeah. yeah, and I think um, that I think that's just another part that shows. Oh, I don't like to talk about myself because I was gonna say something, but go ahead. I think that's just another part that shows my multifacetedness, maybe, because before before being viral or anything, I did go to college. I was an academic. Mm-hmm. I was a very good mm-hmm. scholar. I've always done very well in school. So, and I mean, 
I, and then the the friends that I surround myself with have same that same type of background. Absolutely. Um, so we talk clearly with one another when we're trying to get our points across. And then when we're done making points, we all what up, be nigga? done together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. So I don't know. I guess it's just whatever happens naturally, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think uh, that, uh, like I mentioned to you earlier, that it's times in this where, um, well, not times in this, but it, you and your your content, the thing that you create, is, is really, like, lighthearted, and it's really, like, you know, it's goofy, it's funny, it, it makes you feel good and everything like that, but there are things in our lives that are aren't so aren't so good. And just even a, a question on with that. What are the things in your life, if you don't mind sharing a couple of them, because you are a black woman and you are a single mother. Like, what are the things in your life that that um, you would say have been challenging thus far Ooh. As, as a single black mother? Yes. Um, challenging. Oy. Um. I think trying to divide my time evenly between me and my baby because it's so easy to like pour everything into them. And then by the end of the day, you feel depleted and you feel like you haven't accomplished anything for yourself. You didn't gave them a bath and cut their hair and braided it up and gave them food and played with them all day. And then. 10, 11 o'clock, you're like, oh, all right. I'm going to bed. Yeah. yeah. Where do I even start with myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely finding um, a medium uh, between giving myself to her and keeping enough of myself for me to still feel like I'm an individual. Um, that's definitely been a challenge, um, especially with being an aspiring entertainer because you need time to do that. Yeah. Um. And then I I would probably say another challenge would be uh, navigating through co-parenting. That's a really, really big one, too. Yeah. And we kind of had a conversation about that over the phone. That's actually the the Instagram post, the story that yeah. led me to your um <clears throat> led me to your page and to DM you and reach out to you to do the podcast with us. Is the co the thing that you made about co-parenting? Could you elaborate a little bit on the post that you made? I, I'm gonna mess it up if I say it. Oh yes. Yeah. So um, there was um, a woman that I posted who was doing a podcast slash interview with a friend of hers. Um, and I think they have that going on regularly. Um, I think Ajna, her name is Ajna. Yeah. And um, their discussion was about, um, the well, the guy was explaining that he didn't feel like communicating with her was necessary. He was like, just let me get my kid, let me be a dad, and let that be that. You don't need to talk to me. You don't need to see me. We don't need to discuss anything. And she's like, well, we are going to have to see each other at some point. We're going to have to talk at some point if we're making plans for these children. And he's like, no, we don't. No, we don't. I ain't trying to hear none of that. I don't, I don't need to see you. I don't need to talk to you. And she was saying that he was he was coming off as bitter. I know most of the time it's a bitter baby mama stigma right. when things don't work out. And the the father may not be getting all of his needs met as the other parent. 
so women are usually the bitter baby mamas. And she was saying that he sounded like he was the one that was bitter because she was so calm. She was so understanding in how she wanted to proceed with him. And he was like, nah, not doing this, not doing that. You can cancel it. Um, And when I reposted the conversation to my story, um, my caption was really just along the lines of doing what's best for your child um, is is really the main goal. Um, You shouldn't even be worried about anything extra. Um, He says something about them not working out. Or she says something about them not working out. One of them mentioned that the relationship failing was the reason why they shouldn't be communicating with one another, mm. essentially. Um, and I was making a point that it doesn't matter if the relationship failed. You still got a kid together and you still got to make friends for the, child, for the yeah, kids. That's... So you're going to gonna have to talk it out. But um, I just I feel for everybody that's going through it because it's so common. And I hate that. How you really see how mature a person is once they have a child? Yeah, it brings out it brings out everything. It brings it brings out the good, bad, and the ugly. And the, and the reason why no moments like I told you it hits so home with me because I'm actually in that process right now, transitioning to becoming like do, trying to do the whole co-parenting thing. You know, I like being honest with our audience and everything, but. Yeah. I'm transitioning into that as well, and, you know, it hit home for me because you're right. Like, and I expressed that with the mother of my child several times. Like, it's important for us just to be friends. It's important. We're already friends. I would not call co-parenting relationships friendships. Okay, I got you. I got you. But it's friend <laughs> elements to it, though, right? No? Um, you don't. Just because you communicate with someone doesn't mean that they're your friend. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Because a friend is someone that you can confide in. And that right? you, yeah. Someone that you Absolutely. trust. Absolutely. Right? That's the I part mean, I'm talking about. That trust part of it. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to trust me enough to understand that anything that you may have going on with my little one. Because the reality is, is that's our legacy. That's our legacy. Yeah. He's going to carry on my name. But he's going to carry on everything that that embodies you as well. He's a combination between us. That's the, and you're right. Maybe it would. Maybe I don't know. Some people may can reach that point to where they can find in and all of that. But yeah. the trust part of it. I just want you to trust me enough to know that I don't have like hidden agendas, and we all into this for him. I would like to ask you: Are your business relationships um, considered friendships as well? Um. Well, I think it's layers to that, though, right? So it, it can be, it, yeah. but every business partner that you have is that not also my friend. friend. No, not not at all, yeah. not at all. So you think we should approach it in that way as a business? Absolutely. Mm. The business is raising this child gotcha. successfully. Gotcha. That's what our only business together. Though? What do we like? What do we genuinely like? Still like love each other? It's just we understand that us, we don't work. Then I think in in that space there there could possibly be friendship. Friendship, right? Yeah, but um, mm. 
what he do to you? No. Because <laughs> I can see it. Nah, nah for real. Because I'm, I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, damn. I've never, that's such an interesting perspective. Yeah. That I get never it. Heard business. It, I, I, yeah. I get it. But yeah. I've never heard a, a child being referred to. Not, not saying that you consider your daughter to be a, you know, a business, but. <laughs> You know, the business of raising a child, I've never heard it put that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you have expectations that you have to uphold, and mm-hmm. I have them. We have an understanding of what we should be doing with our time when yeah. you have your time and I have mine. It kind of is like that. I get it. No. I I don't know. I don't feel like I have to consider you a friend to successfully um to successfully navigate through that i completely agree with that it doesn't it doesn't have to be a friendship there you know what i you're my friend I'm, i can call you, i'm calling you at nine o'clock in the morning because i got a new job and i'm like hey guess what and that's what i through. want though is that too much for me to ask for in that moment or no is um, it unfair if that if that's your goal that's completely fine but i think you should also leave space for the other person to get to that point absolutely and not expect for it to be given to you absolutely you know absolutely. not to be given to you because you're asking for it to be given to you because enough time has passed for them to feel like you've earned it yeah right. and i told her i told her like you know i give you time to um do whatever you need to do to figure every, anything out that you need to do, I'm going to always be here. I give you time to do that. And if it means right now just saying, like, it, it, take, taking that approach, if it means now to just take that approach, right, mm-hmm. of this is a business, this is what we're doing, if that's what it means, then I I accept that. And if we can one day get to that point to, like, you know, we friends and you can call me and tell me about X, Y, and Z, I would love that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, like now nah, I, I I listen. I understand what you say. and listen the way that you saying that. I think if more people had more of their perspective, like more like people who don't agree with each other, don't get right. along, if they had it that that perspective, this thing could work out a lot better a lot of the yeah. time. So I can agree with that. It wouldn't be a bunch of petty childish shit going on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we ain't knocking you for that, sister. See, I think you said it one time. Like you know, Maverick is your investment like yeah so to your point that is kind of like the yeah. business because once you have a child you have to invest into in. the child like that's yeah. it y'all locked in so. contract signed yeah that's yeah. true yeah no right do you think marriage is a contract i know that it is technically but so the elements to it right oh <laughs> I, I don't think so i'm sorry <laughs> no, you um good. Contract. I, I'm gonna say something that people probably won't like. Okay. But I feel like the people that talk about how marriage is a contract just don't want to be married, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. But it's true though. It is. It, it's it's a contract. I mean, anytime you can. Okay, it's a contract because anytime, like, say, if I got a bunch of money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we go our separate ways, and uh-huh. you take whatever is mine. It's a contract. It's like a business. Yeah. It's literally a business. Yeah. Take a percentage. <laughs> take it a percentage. So you know, yeah, that's I, what it is. I think that either um, you just sincerely don't want to be married, or the fear of it failing is more intimidating than the commitment of being with. The person that you love. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's I think it's le- it's layers to it because nothing mm-hmm. is simple. I think Meek Mill said it. Yeah. It's levels to this shit, mm-hmm. right? And it is. It's level to it's levels to this. And I think that a level is contractual obligations. I think a level is a spiritual uh, bondage. I think mm-hmm. a level is commitment. You yeah. know, I People think don't it's commit to nothing nowadays. Yeah. We can hardly commit to going to the same beautician for a whole year. Like it's a thing. And then to think that you could be married to this person for the rest of your life. I mean, I could. It's hard to keep evolving with a person for life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's intimidating. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if Bottom there's together, even an yeah. ounce of uncertainty. Yeah. But. Yeah. Don't do it then. Yeah. Do <laughs> I'm going to do it. You want to be married? I'm yeah. going to do it me. Yeah. 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 Want to be married? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But only if I know for sure that this is my person and that person feels the complete same about me. And that's rough. Um, it's, yeah. it's rough because people change every day. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah, people do change. But, I mean, I just think if you have a certain level of respect for each other, change is welcome. Um, so... And even oh. if it do go, I feel like when people like truly love each other, even when it do go south, it don't get messy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. okay, it just we just didn't work, and it's cool. You know? mm-hmm. And that's the point I was trying to make with the co-parenting thing. Like you know, we genuinely love each other. I've expressed my love for her on this podcast several times. You know, like we genuinely do love each other, and because we love each other, you know, we can we can go our separate ways. And, and that is so happy. good. Yeah. Uh, But listen I want to say this And um, Do you have anything else That you uh, got planned Or that you got coming up That you might want people To look out for Um, Thank you for the Little subtle plug there (laughs) So I I do have a podcast We haven't put a name on it Or anything We just Recently recorded a pilot for it To kind of see How we All vibe together And whatever But podcast coming soon Details coming soon um also I teach Zumba. So that's another thing. I was still trying to hit that class. <laughs> and King. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've I've taught Zumba on and off for a little while and I'll probably get back into my classes. Um I might make them virtual, so that's the only reason why I'm putting it out there. I might end up making it virtual for people to join me online or whatever like that, especially in this COVID space. Most people ain't trying to get out of the house. I mean, some of them are now since they're vaccinated. But if you don't want to get out, then that'll be an option for you to do something fun and get in shape and get cute, whatever like that. But yeah, right now that's about it. And D-more plug in all your social medias and everything on here, too, and anything else that you might want to, you know, put in there. So just let them know whatever you need to put in there as you uh speaking to any other information. Listen, it was good to have you. You gave us a lot of insight. I'm hmm? glad y'all had me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, I just want to tell you, keep going. Keep uh, going forward. Don't give up. Keep trying. Yes, yes, you know, absolutely. Hopefully one day we can be, I know her ass. She was on right, the right. She was just over here. Yeah. 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 I'm going to the yeah, shit out of this me. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, remember, here you go. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. You know, she was, we had a first. You're right. Yeah. Like, like, listen, so shit, I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate you for giving us the time to, you know, um, 
you know, give us your 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 process and give us everything that that embodies you. Because the reality is, whenever you can sit down and give people that, you burn your soul to them. And I truly believe that anytime you can give people your thoughts, your ideas, and everything, you are burying your soul. So we appreciate you giving us your soul. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna tuck it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got your I soul now. Y'all having me. Yeah, and uh, listen, we'll have you on again at some point. And whenever you have your podcast, like I said, let us know anything we can do to be of help. Or if you want us to come on or anything, we'll be more than happy to come on and, and do this. Yes, I would like that. Yeah. But again, man, this is the Chop by Seat podcast where we get real raw, authentic barbershop conversations. Until next time.